What's up, world? I'm Cameron McKinney, and this is Pop Culture Spotlight, a podcast about the movies The Informer, Stardust, and Ammonite. But first, let's talk about the movie The Informer. Here's a quick synopsis. FBI informant Pete Coslow agrees to go back to prison to help take down the general, a Polish New York crime lord. I thought this movie was going to be insane going in because of what I know about these kind of movies, these action films that star B-level movie stars, and this movie 100% lived up to those expectations, and I could not be more happier. This movie gave me exactly what I wanted from it going in, and a lot of that has to do with the stars of the film. First, there's Joel Kinnaman, who is best known as one of the stars of Suicide Squad, where he played Rick Flagg, along with Will Smith, Margot Robbie, Jared Leto. I really kind of like Joel Kinnaman in Suicide Squad. I know a lot of people don't like him in that movie. He's not a super well-known actor. He's not an A-level movie star, but he's a guy who's good enough to be the lead of a B-level movie, and that's what the informer is, and he's quite good in the role of Pete Coslow. He's really believable as this guy who's trying to give up a life of crime but keeps getting dragged back in. Like if I were going to put him in a category of actors, I would put him in that B-level category with guys like Gerard Butler, guys who can sometimes be good in movies but not all the time. Like I wouldn't want Joel Kinnaman the lead of like an awards prestigious movie. I would want him in a movie like The Informer. He can give a fun performance. Is it really good? Who's to say? But it can be entertaining and he can be entertaining in movies like this. Joel Kinnaman is set to reprise his role as Rick Flagg in The Suicide Squad later this summer. Also in this movie is Rosamund Pike and Clive Owen who give my two favorite performances in this movie. Last week I talked about the movie I Care A Lot and how Rosamund Pike has tremendous range. This is another example of that. She is wild in this movie. She knows it's a supporting performance but she is going for it and so is Clive Owen. Pike is playing this FBI agent who actually cares about Peter Carlo while Clive Owen is playing this crooked FBI boss who only cares about the mission at hand and is only trying to do good by himself. He does not care about anyone else but himself in this movie. It's really fun to see two Academy Award nominated actors in a movie like this. And Rosamund Pike and Clive Owen are both really good actors who went for it in this film. And I thought it was really fun to see them in a movie like this. And they both seem to be having a very good time, especially Rosamund Pike. Clive Owen is set to star as Bill Clinton in the next season of Ryan Murphy's American Crime Story. I cannot wait for that. I enjoyed both seasons of American Crime Story. And Beanie Feldstein is going to play Monica Lewinsky. That is probably my most anticipated television show of 2021. I hope that comes out as soon as possible. Ana de Armas is also in this movie playing the wife of Pete Coslow. She has a few good scenes, but overall is not given a ton to do. It's kind of similar to her role in the Miles Teller film War Dogs. Upcoming films for Day Armis include the long-awaited Bond film No Time to Die, the 
erotic thriller Deep Water with Ben Affleck and Blonde, where she will be playing movie star idol Marilyn Monroe. So as big as a star as Ana de Armas is right now, this time next year, she might be an even bigger star. I mean, I could definitely see her getting an Oscar nomination for portraying Marilyn Monroe in Blonde. I mean, Michelle Williams was nominated for portraying Marilyn Monroe in My Week with Marilyn, so I could definitely see the same thing happening with Ana de Armas. So it's kind of interesting to watch a movie like this where she only has a small minor role in. And also in this movie is well-known rap star Common, who in this movie is playing a police detective, and he is just going for it. I mean, it is so over the top. He's really fun in this movie. Again, I'm not sure it's a good acting performance, but he is entertaining in this movie, and I've seen him play a cop before. He played a cop in that movie Date Night with Steve Carell and Tina Fey. I thought he was good in that movie. I think he's quite good in The Informer. What I personally enjoy about a movie like this is that it takes itself so seriously that at times it's unintentionally funny. Every actor who in this case are well-known movie stars are going for it and are so over the top in every scene. Also, the premise of the movie takes the movie to ridiculous levels like nothing that goes on in this movie is realistic even though that the filmmakers probably think it's a realistic rounded story it's so over the top and nonsensical that it makes it a whole lot of fun and yes sometimes plot driven movies are fun but sometimes you just want to put on the TV and barely pay attention to what's going on and have a good time and the informer is the movie for you if that's what you're looking for. You don't have to pay attention to what's going on the entire time, and you can still have a good time because you are watching some fun performances. I don't think they're great performances, but I think they're a whole lot of fun, and the action is there. The plot is good enough. Like, it's not perfect. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but it's a good time. It's a good time to watch this movie. I like to see well-known actors like Joel Kinnaman, Rosman Pike, Ana de Armas, Clive Owen just go for it. And they absolutely go for it in this movie. Some of the performances are over the top, but that's what makes it fun. And that's why I 100% recommend you check out The Informer. Now let's switch gears and talk about the movie Stardust. Here's a quick synopsis. In 1971, David Bowie makes his first trip to America and travels the country trying to make a name for himself and his music. I really like this movie. I had anticipated this film. I heard that it was happening. I heard that Johnny Flynn and Mark Maron were in this movie. And because I'm a fan of those two gentlemen, I wanted to see this movie. And then I saw that there were bad reviews of it. And I thought to myself, maybe I won't give this movie the time of day. But my anticipation made me want to see it. So I sat down and watched the movie. And I wanted 100% enjoyed this movie and disagree with the bad reviews and I'll get to them in a minute but first I want to talk about the performances. First with Johnny Flynn Johnny Flynn was given the impossible task of portraying David Bowie and I think he did a tremendous job. I become a fan of his after seeing him in Emma and The Dig and after seeing this one I'm an even bigger fan. 
I thought he portrayed David Bowie as charismatic, complicated, and compelling, and I think that's all you can ask for. I know he didn't get to sing all of the beloved David Bowie songs, and I'll get to that in a minute, but I really enjoyed this performance, and I really thought his performance, in my mind, lived up to the hype of what I expected from an actor like Johnny Flynn. I think he's a tremendous actor, and I only think more highly of him after seeing this film. Mark Mayer is also in this movie as Ron Oberman, Bowie's U.S. publicist, and I just feel like Mark Maron has become one of the most consistent actors working today. He's done great work in TV, in Glow, and Easy, but he's also great in movies too, like Sword of Trust, and in this, he is just perfect. His chemistry with Johnny Flynn is undeniable. The best scenes of this movie are the ones between Johnny Flynn and Mark Maron. The car Our scenes are phenomenal. It's just these two guys talking about their love of music. It's fantastic, those scenes of the two of them together. Mark Maron's next film, Respect, is also a musical biopic about Aretha Franklin. He'll be playing music producer Jerry Wexler. Jenna Malone is also in this movie. She plays Bowie's ex-wife, Angie. And I've been a fan since I saw Malone in Pride and Prejudice and the Hunger Games movie. In this movie, she doesn't have a whole lot to do. She's not in a lot of scenes. But I thought the dynamic between her and Johnny Flynn's character, David Bowie, of course, is interesting. I mean, she was looking at their marriage as something that they were going to be a team together. And then she thought of him as like a solo act. She seemed way too invested in David Bowie becoming a sensation. And as we all know, spoiler alert, that ends up happening in David Bowie's real life. But in that moment, it must have been really scary for David Bowie to be looked at as the guy that had to make it big as a musician, not only for himself, but for his marriage. What I find special about this movie, Stardust, is that it shows how hard it is to make a name for yourself as a musician. Bowie in this film almost has to jump justify his existence to people he doesn't know while also staying true to himself. Like I said before, this movie Stardust has gotten a lot of bad reviews and I think some of that has to do with the fact that the movie is not filled with Bowie's greatest hits because that's what we expect from these kind of movies, these musical biopics. Bohemian Rhapsody was filled with Queen songs, Rocket Man has a ton of Elton John songs, and Yesterday was loaded with the greatest songs from the Beatles. And my thoughts on this is if you watch these movies for the music, that's fine. But don't discount a musical biopic if it's not a tribute to their greatest hits. This movie is about the struggle of becoming an artist for David Bowie. It's not about the music. It's about how he identifies as a musician. The point of this movie is to not put it on and listen to a bunch of David Bowie songs. That might be the point of Bohemian Rhapsody. That might be the point of Rocket Man, and that might be the point of yesterday, but that is not the point of Stardust. So if that's what you were looking for this movie was David Bowie's greatest hits, I'm sorry, you're not going to get it. But what I think you are going to get is an interesting look at a moment of the life of David Bowie.
Bowie before he became one of the biggest stars on planet Earth. And I think that should be good enough. And that's why I recommend the movie Stardust. Let's switch gears one last time and talk about the movie Ammonite. Here's a quick synopsis. In the 1840s, paleontologist Mary Anning is asked by Roderick Murchison to look after his wife Charlotte. While he travels abroad, the two begin to form a unique and special relationship. I really enjoyed this movie. I had heard about this movie for a while. This movie had awards hype for a while and it didn't quite live up to that, but I still think it's a good movie. The biggest selling point for Ammonite is its two leading stars, Kate Winslet and Saoirse Ronan, who have had paralleled careers. Both have starred in numerous period piece dramas. Winslet with Sense and Sensibilities, Titanic, Finding Neverland, The Reader, and Revolutionary Road, and Ronan with Atonement, Brooklyn, The Seagull, Mary Queen of Scots, and Little Women, and both, in my opinion, have also given their best performances playing contemporary characters. Winslet in Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, and Ronan in Lady Bird. One might even say that Ronan is the heir apparent to Winslet, so it's great to see these two acclaimed stars on screen together. They both been nominated for a combined 11 Oscars, 7 for Winslet, she won for the reader, and 4 for Ronan, who has yet to win an Oscar, but will probably do so in the not-so-distant future. I mean, you look at Ronan's career, and it's quite impressive. She has now worked with Kate Blanchett, Meryl Streep, Laura Dern, and now Kate Winslet, and has shown she is just as good, if not better, than all of them, especially now. She's on an incredible run. She is, in my opinion, the best actress in the world right now. Getting back to Winslet for a moment, I think she's really good in this movie and as this character who is ahead of her time but has trouble connecting with others and is afraid of being alone but is also afraid of admitting how much she needs others. Like, that is Mary's biggest flaw in this movie. She knows she is a genius, but she can't admit that she needs other people in her life. Winslet's next projects include the HBO miniseries Mayor of Easttown and Avatar 2, reuniting her with Titanic director James Cameron. And for Ronan, she is really compelling as the character Charlotte, who doesn't just want to be someone's wife and is looking up at this character who is smarter than any man she knows. And that's what I think is so interesting about the Charlotte character. She she knows that Mary is smarter than her husband, and she's more interested in her from the get-go. And I just think there are some incredible silent moments from Saoirse Ronan in this movie and Kate Winslet. I just think it's incredible that they both thrived in this movie with so little dialogue. I mean, this isn't one of these movies where the bond is built with a character saying a lot of words to each other. So I think it is rare to watch a movie with two people that have insane amount of chemistry without them saying a lot of words. And that's what Kate Winslet and Saoirse Ronan are able to do in Ammonite, and that's why I think both of their performances are special. Ronan's next projects include Wes Anderson's The French Dispatch with Bill Murray, Willem Dafoe, Francis McDormand, and her Lady Bird and Little Women co-star Timothy Chalamet, and an untitled murder mystery with Sam Rockwell and Adrian Brody. I mean, I cannot wait for a movie 
movie with Sam Rockwell and Sir Sharonin. Sign me up immediately. I mean, those two have both become so consistent. Sam Rockwell won the Oscar for Free Billboards Outside of Ebbing, Missouri. He was phenomenal in Vice. Sir Sharonin, like I said earlier, four-time Oscar nominee, and these two are going to be on screen together. Yes, give me that movie immediately, especially with Adrian Brody, who's won an Oscar himself with Pianist. I just think he's an incredible actor. So those three actors doing a murder mystery, yes, that is something I want to see. And I do want to see The French Dispatch. I mean, that was a Wes Anderson movie that was supposed to come out this year. And Saoirse Ronan has been in a Wes Anderson film before. She appeared in a small role in the Grand Budapest Hotel. I thought she was great in that movie. So yes, give me more Saoirse Ronan with Wes Anderson and give me a murder mystery that's starring Saoirse Ronan. And please, 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 in the next five years, give Saoirse Ronan the Oscar already. She is more than deserving of one of those things. I think it's interesting to point out that both of these women, Mary and Charlotte, did exist in real life and had great success in fields that back then were not dominated by women. Mary in particular did not get the credit she deserved and both her and Charlotte were super close in real life but the extent of their relationship is this movie is fictionalized and exaggerated which I think is interesting. I like watching a movie like this and realizing that Mary Anning did exist and she was far ahead of her times. Like this is what the point of movies are to learn about things you would never have thought to look up on a computer like I would have never known who Mary Anning was if it weren't for the movie Ammonite and I think that's special and unique and I also looked up who Charlotte Merchinson was and guess what she was a really good geologist herself so it's interesting to watch a movie like this and learn about these people yes I think the movie itself is unique and special some of it is fictionalized but the most interesting part about it is that these people did exist and were rare and unique people during their time in the 1840s they were way ahead of their time. I also think it's interesting what happened to this movie. There was a lot of buzz about this movie because it was an awards contender. It could get Oscars. We could see Saoirse Ronan and Kate Winslet get nominated for Oscars for this, but then it went away. No no one from this movie got nominated for a Golden Globe or a SAG Award, so this movie has been forgotten, and I think it's a hidden gem from 2020. It stars two of the best actresses of their generation and Kate Winslet and Saoirse Ronan. They finally get to be on screen together. That's something that I find super interesting. Like, I think there's a lot of comparisons, like I said earlier, to the careers of Winslet and Ronan. So to finally see them on screen is interesting. And, oh, by the way, they're incredible in the movie. I don't think the movie is great. Like, I think the movie is a slow burn. The second half is way better than the first half because in a movie like this, you have to, like, show everything that's happening. You have to give a lot of context to where the story is going. But then by the second half, I just thought it was way more entertaining. I thought the chemistry between Winslet and Ronan was great. And I thought the second half of the movie was really good and a lot better than the first half of the movie. I also thought the movie visually was stunning. Like the setting was perfect. I mean, you had this movie about this lonely person who is living this weird lifestyle with her mother and the setting was kind of dark. So I just thought the setting really fit the movie perfectly. I say this a lot on the podcast and I mean it. I'm not asking a lot for movies that I enjoy. I just want to see an interesting, compelling movie that gives me a look into a world that 
I will never live in. And that's what Ammonite does. It gives me a look of these characters who are real life people. And it stars two of the biggest movie stars of the last 20 years in Kate Winslet and Sir Ronan. It gives me exactly what I ask for in a movie. It's interesting. It's compelling. It's riveting. That's what I want from a movie like this. Movies don't have to be action-packed like The Informer. They can be informative about real-life people, and that's what Stardust and Ammonite have in common. I definitely recommend it. I mean, who knows if we'll ever get Saoirse Ronan and Kate Winslet together on screen again. That should be enough for you to check out the movie Ammonite. You won't regret it. Thanks for listening to this edition of Pop Culture Spotlight. I'm Cameron McKinney, and there'll be a new episode of the podcast every Thursday on Apple Podcasts and iTunes. And this week, I put this spotlight on the movies, The Informer, Stardust, and Ammonite. And next week, I'm putting the spotlight on the movies, Black Bear, starring Aubrey Plaza and Christopher Abbott, and Cherry, starring Tom Holland. So tune into that, and please rate, review, and subscribe. Subscribe.